All right. It is my pleasure to be joined by former four-time team captain, if I have that right, the pro bowler from the Cincinnati Bengals, Cedric Pierman. Cedric, how are you doing today, man? Hey, I'm great, Steve. How are you? I'm doing well, and I want to reiterate how much I appreciate you working through some technical difficulties here. You know, you were able to call in after the Zoom call got off to a rocky start. Um, but, man, for, for everything you accomplished in the NFL, I really wanted to ask you from the jump, if I had this right, you grew up working on a tobacco farm. How much does working from a young age you just, just really sort of cement your work ethic? the ability to put in long hours and sort of set a foundation for you that you can find success no matter what you really do. Yeah. I mean, it was my grandfather's tobacco farm. And as a, as a young kid, I just grew up following him around. If, if he wanted to find me on the farm, just, just look for my grandfather. I was right behind him as a little kid, you know, five, six, seven years old. And um, he really taught me, um, I, I would say the art of, hard work and being disciplined um, from an early age. He taught me that. And uh, yeah, it's something that I've not always lived up to, but something that I've never forgotten. And I think it has carried me, you know, throughout my career. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, to perpetually be living up to a, a standard sort of uh, takes away the humanity in all of us. Right. I, I don't think that we're perfect all the time. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you know, the, might as well use that perfect segue into your faith because it doesn't take long. Anyone that you know looks into you, what you're doing now, that you know your Christianity has been a huge part of you know, who you are now. Uh, so I, I know that I'd be hitting fast forward a little bit to ask you uh, how this sort of comes together for you, but it's my understanding that it's while you're in college that uh, you really have this you know light sort of shined in your life. Yeah, um, I was just kind of floating through college. I would have, I would have said that I was a Christian, um, but I definitely wasn't living like one. Um, it wasn't bearing any, any fruit like the Bible talks about. And I was just floating along through college, you know, focused on football, just trying to be good at that, trying to be great at that. And um, it ended up happening. Um, a lot of things were going good for me um, at one point in my my career, and then all of a sudden. Um, you know, I just hit a brick wall. I got hurt and, um, God was really using that to show me that, you know, football and other things were idols in my life. And, uh, yeah, that was a, a difficult season of my life. Um, 2007, 2008, but God definitely used it to, to open my, my eyes, to see my need for Christ, to see my need for, uh, for the forgiveness of my sins. And, um, I needed to be right with God. So um, it, uh, it was a tough time, but um, I'm thankful for God's grace that he allowed all of that painful stuff to happen so that I could really see where my heart should really belong to. It, it, and that's uh, obviously a, a very moving sentiment that a lot of people uh, can you know, have that resonate with them. So th this isn't to try to undercut that at all, but I, I'm sincerely asking you know, when you say that, how do, when it comes to being an athlete and how you prepare, how you play the game, how you carry yourself, how do you actually feel that change in your day-to-day -day life, again, as you just approach everything and try to be better? Um, I just, I think 
um, I think for me personally, I just went from um, just a level of, of focusing on Cedric and focusing on my career. And really it came down to what was I going to use my platform uh, for? Was it going to be for self-glorification or was it going to be, you know, for God's glory? Um, the Bible talks about in, in everything that you do, do it as unto the Lord and as not unto men. And, and in, in playing football, you know, it's, it is a very fine line in doing that because you want to go out, you want to ball out, <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. I want to play good. I want to score touchdowns. I want to make tackles on special teams. And I wanted to do all of that stuff. Um, and it's definitely a fine line between, you know, going out there and, and doing it for your own self. But um, really we should be going out there and, and playing for God's glory because he gave us those talents and those abilities that we have. You know, we didn't, it's not like we came out of the womb and we were, you know, um, we had some say over that, you know. Um, God did put that um, in our lives and in our physical bodies. He allowed those things to develop the way that they did. And he deserves the, the glory for it and not me. D definitely. Uh, so you said that this really comes together for you when you're sort of dealt an injury and trying to sort of... Uh, just reconfigure, you know, figure out where you stand. Who do you want to be? Now, that obviously plays a huge part, I'm sure, in your ability to come back and you know, then make it to the NFL. But yeah. looking at that aspect of it, how much did that, you know, does it make you work harder to rehab back? Like, like how much, if you just sort of devote like a piece of the, the pie to your faith, how much does that sort of carry over to the other aspects of your life for you to give more? Yeah, I, I think just w with the injury, just my, my faith was, uh, was definitely tested in that time. And, and God was really working in my heart during that time. And I would just say, say this, that, that God used um, what I thought was the worst thing that could have possibly happened happened to me at that point in my life and um i got hurt in i think it was october 2007 i, I dislocated my foot um i was leading the, the conference in rushing um i had pretty much graduated with my degree i was like i'm going to the nfl i'm not gonna finish out my fifth year and it just completely wrecked my plans <laughs> everything that i thought that i was going to do and thought i was going to be that just sort of ended um but god used you use that just in an, in an incredible way to change my life and to change my heart. Um, hopefully um, I'm answering your question and making that, those statements. You are, it, uh, it's a perfect answer. Um, so, so j just now to, to fast forward a little bit to when you do make it to the NFL after you have to come back in 2008 and play, um, yeah. Man, I'm sure your rookie year did not go the way you thought, but, you know, getting drafted by the Ravens, then that doesn't work out. So then it's with the Browns and then it's with the, the Lions yeah. towards the end of the year. How much yeah. just, just being a human being, having aspirations that you want to, you know, chase it and fulfill, how, how much did that rock? Like, how do you weather a storm like that where, you know, it, it seemingly it felt like day to day, you probably didn't know where, where you really stood or how long you were going to be with any team that you were with? Yeah, it was, 
I, thinking back to that year, I don't want to go back to that ever <laughs> again. <laughs> I probably will end up in some way, shape, or form in something like that um, in the future, probably for saying that. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, that was it, it. Definitely was a year of testing um, because I I knew coming into the league, I knew that I was gonna have to p- play special teams, and I was like, man, it, it seems like. Mount Everest to be, to play special teams in the NFL. I mean, it just seems like a difficult thing. And I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to hang around on the team long enough to be able to, you know, learn how to play. I knew that if I could just stick with the team, find a niche, you know, uh, find a role that I could, you know, I could make it. But yeah, that first year was a test. And when uh, spring of 2010, after the draft, when the Bengals or the Lions called me and said that they were going to cut me. They were going to release me. I was just, I was at my wits and I was like, not again. You know, I thought, you know, I thought it was going to work out in Detroit, but it ended up not working out. Um, But again, just a difficult thing that God used in spring 2010. I came, uh, came here to Cincinnati and I've been here ever since. So (laughs) it's been great kicks off an eight-year run uh, obviously where the the bulk of your NFL career takes place you know the vast majority so you, you get a chance to to be there um, and again it, mm-hmm. it really starts to come together for you since you get the chance like you said to finally stick around a little bit find that niche when you think back to the early days there Cedric Benson of course is the lead running back I'm sure as much as you're like okay special teams has to be my thing you also want to be the yeah. best running back you could be. Um, did Cedric, was there anything in particular, him being the starter that you try to take things from his game or learn from him? Or maybe would you credit your ability to stick with Cincy uh, to another coach or another player? Um, well, yeah, Ced was a great teammate. Um, you know, rest guy, rest his soul. Um but uh, it's just my special teams coach was uh, Darren Simmons. Had a big influence on, on me, just the way he coached and how he, um, he, he was just, he's just a competitor. Um, he is always the same guy um, every single day. He doesn't change. Um, and he gave me a shot. He gave me a chance um, to play special teams. And, you know, I just sat under him, learned from him. There were a couple other veteran guys that were there um, on the Bengals when I got there. One guy, uh, Brandon Johnson, linebacker, who um, really kind of showed me the ropes. He just said, you know, said, go run fast, do what you do. And that just took so much weight off my shoulders because, you know, on kickoff plays, you know, you're, you're trying to read stuff and you're, you know, you're a young player. You don't really know, you know, all of the different tricks of the trade. But he was um, – those two guys, um, Coach Simmons and, and Brandon, really um, helped me out, helped, you know, take away some of the nerves and some of the anxieties of, of playing special teams. Awesome. So can you just speak a little bit about your mindset then? I mean, uh, again, everything you were able to accomplish in college, you know that you can play running back. How How does – you know, when you think about 2010, do you – go in with the aspirations of wanting to get the ball as many times as possible while also being on special teams. And then how does that compare to, 
you know, by the time 2015 rolls around and you're a pro bowler, you know, over the course yep. of those seasons, do you just get to the point where 90, 95% of your energy is just completely absorbed in being the best special teams player you can? How, how does the balance shift? Yeah. Um, you know, when I first entered into the league, you know, I don't, I don't think any running back <laughs> enters the league and is like, I'm going to be a dominant special teams player, you know, and I'm not going <laughs> to worry about um, uh, running back, the running back position. You know, I don't think anyone does that. And, and I didn't, you know, I had aspirations, I had dreams, I had goals, um, and it never worked out. You know, I had some bright moments, but it never worked out the way that I envisioned it or that I hoped it for it to go. Um, but it was probably the best thing for me. Maybe it would have been different for someone else. But, but the way God worked it out, I think it, it probably was the best thing for me because it allowed me to play, you know, as long as I did. Um, I don't know if, if I'd come in and become a starter, you know, got drafted a little bit higher than I, you know, than I did. Maybe I don't play in the league as long. Maybe I get beat up. Maybe I get hurt. Um, but, yeah, it was the best thing that probably could have happened to me to play special teams. and. Um, it was it was tough to tough to get used to that I was going to be a career special teams guy um, because it kind of hits your ego a little bit. But you know I knew if I was going to stay around for any length of time, that, that's what I was going to have to do. Yeah, and hey, I mean you got a rushing touchdown under your belt, so no, you know no one can take that or any <laughs> other rushing attempt that you had you know away from you. You earned that. Um, yeah, but. I yeah, did. <laughs> But you get to the point before you're even a pro bowler that you're the special teams captain. I mean, what does it take for you to embody that special teams role to the point where your teammates are voting you to be you know, one of the leaders, you know, what, whether that's you know, four or five, six guys that get to represent the team? Yeah, I think um, one of the things that, that people look for is uh, just uh, – just honesty, you know, humility. Um, and I'm not saying that I excel at any of those, but, um, you know, just my, again, my faith, uh, me believing that uh, my Christianity isn't just like, you know, a one, you know, like on Sundays, it's a, it's a lifestyle, uh, a chosen lifestyle. Um, I think, hopefully, I think people saw that in me, they saw my sincerity. Um, they saw that I really wanted to be a team player and that, um, that I had good leadership, you know, capabilities. I wasn't a big speech guy. Um, over the course of my career, I kind of grew to become more of that, um, to, to speak up and to say things. But, um, you know, whatever people, people saw in me, you know, it was a positive thing. So I'll take it. Of course. Um, yeah, I, I do just want to ask about the, the Bengals in general as a team. You know, from, from 2010 yeah. th through the end of your, your time there in 2017, it's probably the best run that the Bengals have had in the last 30 years uh, of just consistently being mm -hmm. a 9-10 win team uh, regularly, and, and then they get it all the way up to 12 wins. Marvin Lewis is the head coach the entire time. Uh, some of the other pieces change. Uh, a lot of them do change, but um, his stamp on the team, I think, will probably be forever remembered in this band. What would you mm -hmm. say 
made the team successful at the end of the day to perennially be perennially be uh, you know a playoff contending team year in year out. I mean, I, I was thinking. I was actually thinking about this um, before. You know, we got on this got on this call. You know, what is it about you know organizations that year after year they able able to be successful? And I think, you know, probably ninety percent of the time, I don't know. It could be could be less, could be more. You know, you have to look at, you know, what are you getting from the quarterback position? And when I first came to the Bengals, Carson Palmer. Um, was here, and then he was on the way out, and then uh, the Bengals drafted Andy Dalton. And you know, you know, Andy was just so solid for us for a number of years. Um, I think that's that's at least you know one key cog in that that trajectory that we went on, and that you know that that I guess sustained competitive advantage we had a little bit, I guess, um, of of success. Um, yeah, I would just look at that, and then I would just look at, you know, the veteran players that we had on the team. Um, we had Domitar Pecco. We had Andrew Whitworth. Those are two solid, solid leaders on the team. And, uh, yeah, when you have that that combination, you know, quarterback play, solid quarterback play, solid leaders on the team who have been around, you know, I, I think it's a recipe for some success. Definitely. Uh, so – at the end of the day, is there anything in particular about Marvin Lewis and his style that, that you were able to take anything from maybe and put that into part of your life? It, what was it about his leadership style that was able to see that type of success you know, blossom for the, the time that it did? Yeah, I think um, Coach Lewis was just very, uh, very even keel. Um, he was never too down and never, you know, too up. He was just sort of, um, just sort of, you know, just very balanced in his, in his coaching, I felt like. And I think that really helped because, you know, every team has, you know, has its different personalities, has a different, different characters. That's what makes a team. The good thing about teams, you bring all of these different folks from different places, different attitudes, different characteristics in, um, and it takes a good, a good coach to be able to manage all of that. So I think um, Coach Lewis did a great job of that. Got it. Uh, well, man, you, you know, 2016, you, you have the elbow injury. You know, 2017, uh, of course, the, the shoulder injury, which, which really derailed your entire year. Can, can you just talk yeah. a little bit about the end of that NFL road? Um, you know, when did you start to think about hanging it up? It, it, and ultimately, you know, how hard was it for you to, to make that decision? Yeah, I mean, I think the decision was made for me because <laughs> I didn't get any calls. <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, like when you do something for so long, you know, it would be like, you know, someone uh, – I don't, I don't know if people people go through this. Some people work at one job for 25 years and then they retire or, or maybe even longer. Um, and for the most part, they're probably happy. I probably should just take that back. I'm probably happy to be retired, but I wasn't happy <laughs> with mine. You know, I knew my career was going to end um, at some point. I just, I just didn't like the way that mine ended, you know. Um, but again, that was, that was God's plan for me. Um, for it to happen that way 
And it, what it really did was it really, you know, opened the door for my wife to to um, get further along in her career. Um, and then just um, just with our children, um, the you know having me being able to be at home um, while my wife is, you know, furthering her career and herself is is a great thing for us. And if I was playing football, we would have to, you know, someone else, a stranger, <laughs> would be watching her children. You know, um, so it's really a blessing. Um, but yeah, I, I do miss playing. I do miss. Uh, I miss it dearly. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's only natural. But uh, you know, it's it's been a couple of years yeah. since then. And of course, as you had uh, told me before, we, we jumped on here. You've now had your fourth child, so that, that's a growing family. Um, I mean, I'm sure COVID's yeah. been tough with your hands full with all these kids. But how? Um, just in the last couple of years, you know, how has it been transitioning to life after football, being a, a full time dad, and uh, of course, also being a high school football coach? Yeah, so it's uh, it's been tough. Um, it's been tough at times, just feeling like um, kind of stuck uh, because um, you know being being here at home with the kids has been great. It's been challenging at the same time. The past couple of years, my wife has been tremendous. Um, she hasn't always uh, had a rigorous you know medical school schedule. It's just within the past, I would say, year or so, it's it's gotten a little bit more rigorous. And then with COVID kind of put everything on a standstill so she was she was here a lot more um earlier this year um but yeah it's been difficult um to just try to transition into a career because like I can't just like you know I've had opportunities for jobs and different things like that to coach but you know it's kind of opportunity cost because the money I would make you know coaching or doing something like that would go right to childcare to take care of the children that we have here. So it's kind of like, you got to weigh the opportunity cost of that. And I'm just like, you know, it would be better for me to just stay at home for right now. Um, and while I'm here, you know, I'm pursuing an MBA degree at uh, Indiana College School of Business and got a few rental properties that I manage and oversee. So I have enough to keep me busy. Um, don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly sounds like it. And if nothing else, it seems as though this moment in time, as you have things that you're working on, maybe you're not pursuing actively that job opportunity that you may think that you want. But I'm sure as you found with that injury back in college that, hey, maybe this this time really is just preparing you for something else. And I'm sure that as right. you work through all this, it's going to come together just as it did before. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, well, Cedric, I, I, thank you for taking the time tonight, man. I, I really just have one last question for you. Uh, sure. Given everything that you've been able to accomplish, you know, team captain, pro bowler, everything on you, know, finding your faith, you know, having, you know, a, a family, What's the best piece of advice that you would give to a young student athlete that is seeking to find anything out like that in their own life? Um, I would just, I would just say, um, wherever you find yourself, you know, at the present moment, you know, just, just be there and learn all you can in that present moment. Um, and just, you know, stay the course there, there will be setbacks. 
there will be things that happen that are unexpected, you know, good and bad. Um, you just have to stay the course. Um, you can't get you can't get too down on yourself, and you can't get too high um, on, on when things are going great. You know, you have to stay balanced um, in your emotions, and yeah, don't don't make decisions based upon you know how you feel, you know, on that day or in that moment. Um, so I would just say, yeah, just be have a balanced approach, a balanced mindset, you know, about the circumstances you find yourself in. Like Marvin Lewis, be even keeled. Yeah. Now, yep. uh, Cedric, it's cedricpeerman.com, uh, cedpeerman30 on Twitter. Is there any place else that you'd like people to find you? Uh, no, that's, that's pretty much it. All that right. Pretty much it. Beautiful. Well, Cedric, thank you again for taking the time. Oh, thank you for having me, Steve. I really appreciate it.